I'm Googling celebrity mole removals. I'll tell you why this is important later. (laughs) 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 That's fine. I was um, Googling a certain celebrity conspiracy theories this morning, which will be relevant later as well. I mean, let's just jump in. Okay. All right, Miss New Booty. Let's do it. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacob. And welcome to Hits Don't Lie, where two best friends argue over pop music. Yep, every episode we come up with a theme. Each of us will bring different songs to the table, and we'll pick our five best songs from that list. This week, the theme is mine, and I chose Guilty Pleasures. So let's all get really transparent with each other. It's just us. No one's going to know. I'm ready to talk about these. Can I say something before we start? I... Mm -hmm feel pretty sure that you're using this episode theme to tell me something that I didn't know about you before. There is going to be something said tonight that you've never heard me say before. I've just been thinking, what does he want to tell me in front of everybody? (laughs) Still got secrets after all these years. I know, secrets after all these years. That's the thing is I'm really curious. But before we jump in, can I please tell you a funny story that happened please. to me? Please. So I'm a teacher, as you know, mm-hmm. and it's August. We've just gone back to school. And before we went back to school, the teachers go back the week before. And I am a teacher, but a part of my job is specialized. So I was helping to give a presentation. Right. After the presentation, I was walking around saying hello to everyone. And one of the teachers was kind of like, Psst, hey, how have you been? Like, come here. You know, uh huh. She got a secret to share with you. No, she didn't have a secret. She had a question for me. She motioned me over and she was like, So, hey, I know you're not supposed to ask people until they officially say, but and she motioned with her hands toward her stomach, like, Are you pregnant? <gasps> and I- I'm not. Can I say that first? I'm not pregnant. <laughs> And the thing is, with COVID and everything, just like a lot of people, I'm a small person. I have a small frame, Mm -hmm. but I have gained weight. And when you have a small frame, it's pretty obvious when you gain, you know, a few extra pounds. And so I know where the question is coming from, but she said that I'm like, no, I'm not. And of course, she was mortified. Well, she should have known not to do it when she said, I know you're not supposed to ask. Well, okay, if you know that, then don't ask. But can I keep going? Because it actually gets worse after the are you pregnant. Then she said, oh my god I'm so sorry I just knew that you and your husband had been married for a few years like a while now right and I was like no. can I stop you Does right this there this woman even know your name what is going on I said oh you're about to feel really bad because I've been divorced for a few years now so <laughs> Jacob it gets worse no <laughs> Then after I tell her, oh, no, I've been divorced for a few years now, she goes, oh, but I guess you weren't married very long, right? It seems like you just got married when you started working. (laughs) I said, well, we were married two years. That was enough to know that it wasn't going to work. And I feel really bad for the teacher that was sitting next to her that didn't want any part of this conversation. Oh, that is terrifying. I wish I could have been there. I would have loved to see her face (laughs) during all of this. 
The first realization, the second realization, the third. Oh my God. And I'm going to make sure and tweet a picture before this episode is out. I immediately went to the bathroom and took a selfie of myself standing to the side. And sent it to me. Yeah, I sent it to you that day, but I want to tweet it too, because if you're hearing this story, I'm sure you're curious what I looked like that day. God. That's my little anecdote that I wanted to share. Anyway, let's talk about guilty pleasures. So we are going to talk about guilty pleasures, but I do have something to touch on first. And you kind of hit it at the top. I want to proclaim to the world that the Hits Don't Lie podcast is officially ending the term guilty pleasures. Okay. We are at an age in humanity where we can be done with the guilt. They're just pleasurable songs. And I refuse to have guilt over them any longer. So... We've done it. That's perfect because I don't have any song that I feel guilty about. Well, okay. Since it's my topic of guilty pleasures, I will go first. If you're ready, this one actually, this is a single song, but in my mind, it represents the whole album and it is a perfect album. I refuse to skip any track on this and I will fight any person who says otherwise. This is Avril Lavigne's I'm With You. There's nothing but the rain. No footsteps on the ground I'm listening but there's no sound Isn't anyone trying to find me? Won't somebody come take me home? It's that damn cold night I'm Trying to figure out this life Won't you take me by the hand? good song. This is an amazing song. I think people don't give Avril Lavigne enough credit for these ballad slow songs because they just think of her as Skater Boy. And she had a song, was it called Girlfriend or something like that? Oh, that was a huge hit. And not many people have ever taken Avril Lavigne seriously too, which is a shame for her. It's a huge shame. I really respect her as an artist and a songwriter for sure, because she was one of the oh, only she wrote her songs? pop. Yes, she wrote all of her songs. Well, that I know. I'm sure there's some exceptions, but she's a very good songwriter, which was very unique at the time. Normally, all of these artists are coming through, you know, the machine that would just buy songs. Right. But I also want to really touch on... Have you heard of the Avril Lavigne clone theory? Oh my God, tell me. I haven't heard anything about this. So I'm not here to confirm or deny this theory, but people on the internet say, and you know, every good story starts with people on the internet say, Mm -hmm. around 2003, Avril Lavigne was replaced by a clone. (laughs) And Elvis and Tupac too. The theory goes that around 2003, she died. It might have something to do. She has Lyme disease. So maybe this popped up around then. I didn't read too much into this. But around 2003, they say she was replaced by a clone. And get this. They've named the clone, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) The clone's name is Melissa Vandella. And apparently this comes from two, maybe three things. One, there are pictures of Avril Lavigne. You're going to put your wine down because this is shocking. There are pictures <laughs> of Avril Lavigne around 2003 starting to wear dresses and skirts. I know. I already know. Like, I don't need to Google that because I remember when she started to wear dresses and skirts. According to the internet, <laughs> this confirms that that's when Melissa started because 
Avril Lavigne only wears pants. Oh my goodness. That is insane. Also, apparently there was some picture that was taken where Melissa was written on her hand. And that confirms that they needed to mark Melissa so they didn't get her confused with Avril. Oh my word. (laughs) There's also, if you dig deep enough on Twitter, there are whole accounts that just do side-by-side pictures of Avril Lavigne and compare small details of her face as if Photoshop doesn't exist. And talk about how like her eye is rounder here and her lips do this here. I've found it. I'm <laughs> while you're so talking. So easily. So easily. Some fans have put together like a whole compilation of this, which mm-hmm, is crazy. Mm-hmm. Fans or detectives? You tell me. Thank you for that excellent story. <laughs> I have I never heard this before. Expecting to uncover these sorts of truths today, but that's just the world. Okay, all of my guilty pleasures are a really mixed bag because I think I said this before, but cheesy pop and like teeny bop pop, UK pop, that's totally my bag. So mm-hmm. I just went for diversity tonight and I tried to bring some different examples. The first song is a song you may have never heard before because it's a Jessica Simpson album track, not a single. It's called Hot Like Fire. Before we get into the song, I want to say what the funniest part of the song is. First of all, I love this song. Okay, this is a really freaking good like 1999 (laughs) to 2001 pop song. But there's this introduction where it's supposed to be her best friend is out and just called Jessica to let her know that she sees her boyfriend making out with another woman. And so they do this little role playing acting moment. And the weirdest part is that the woman's name, I think is called Coop. Wait, C-O-O-P? Let's just listen and you tell me what you think this woman's okay. name is. Man, Mr. Wonderful, the guy you're talking about. I know he's so hot, right? Yeah, hot, whatever. Okay, anyway, he is all up on that girl Coop. Coop? Oh, yeah, honey, I'm telling you, going Hot, whatever. (laughs) Do you remember this time when major songs had to have a spoken word intro? I do remember. Oh my god, it goes on for so long. It's long. She doesn't start singing until 45 seconds in. They're just (laughs) having a phone conversation. But can I tell you, this song is pretty cringy. But it's like a really good song. It's a perfect example of the year that it came out. So she had her first album that came out and they were trying to market her as sort of the cleaner version of Britney because Britney and Christina had already released their first singles, Baby One More Time and Genie in a Bottle. Jessica, according to her autobiography, which I read and it's great, she was still in the middle of recording her first album at the same time that these girls released theirs. So by the time her album came out they were trying to set her apart they wanted her to be cleaner mm-hmm. but this song is from her irresistible album which came out in 2001 and they fully leaned into the blonde pop thing like competing against britney but we've got some similar producers she's got a similar sound this is like her edgy sexy album you know yeah but can we skip ahead because at the end when she starts to bell out the chorus It's really freaking amazing. So let's listen to like middle to end.
Wow, I think if I heard that, not knowing who this was, I wouldn't know it was Jessica Simpson. Yeah, if you get to like the last minute, it's so powerful and it's so good. I like this. This is a good one. So that's my first entry. Very good. I'm so proud of Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> my next one i just want to get into it because i love this song so much my next one is shania twain's man i feel like a woman great song what are you talking about this is an amazing song this is so good but i've always had this little bit of shame about my love for country pop right but this song and honestly this just whole era of shania twain is hit after hit after hit and this song is just the best from the very beginning that opening let's go girls perfect it is so good and you're right about it being an amazing era for shania she had this song and then she sort of went more pop in the mm -hmm. next couple of albums and she was on fire when we were she could do no wrong during this time i remember this song being an enormous hit and i remember the up era where she was mm -hmm. really doing some pop sounds so good. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I found about this song is that this song was actually inspired by drag queens that she worked with when she was working -uh. in a resort in Ontario. How did... Wait, Canada? Wait, hold on. <laughs> She's Canadian, I think. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, this is blowing my mind tonight. She's Canadian. Both of my picks have just been Canadian so far. Okay, I knew about Avril Lavigne, but wait, what? Shania? Yeah. And apparently there was some accident where her parents died in a car and she had to move back to Ontario to take care of her siblings. And she was working at this resort and somehow, I don't know if she just worked with these people who did drag or there were drag queens at the resort. I'm not sure. Probably they just did drag. And apparently that experience with those people inspired this song. Wow. If you go to drag performances in the South, you have a high chance of hearing this song. All right, it's time for my second song. I struggled with this topic because I don't feel guilty about any of my pop favorite songs, no matter how cheesy. But as you know, I'm a huge Kylie Minogue fan. Mm -hmm. I actually discovered Steps before I discovered Kylie's entire body of work. Oh, scandal. It is a little bit scandalous. I bought her Fever album when I was a teenager in 2001. It had Can't Get You Out of My Head. But I had not yet explored her entire career. Around the same time, Steps had their album. They also released it in the U.S. And the album was called Buzz. They had a song on there, which I freaking loved. And it's called Better the Devil You Know. Let's listen now. <laughs>
guilty part. I actually love this song. What I feel guilty about is I didn't know that this is a Steps cover of a Kylie Minogue hit. Yes, a, Kylie a massive hit. Oh my God. The look in my eyes when I finally made my way to that Kylie album and purchased it and listened to her version, knowing this was an older album. You should have seen the expression <laughs> on my face. The crisis that you were having internally. A personal crisis. And, you know, today, Better the Devil You Know by Kylie Minogue is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. You know what? I, I opened this ready to hate it because I love the Kylie version so much. You know, the original version. This is not bad. You know what they did right? They put their own spin on it. And it's still a good song. And I still like it enough to mention it on my guilty pleasures list today. So there you go. Wow. This is, this is not bad. I'm... So surprised to see Steps mentioned. Tell me why you're surprised to see Steps mentioned. They're just, for Americans, they're kind of obscure, right? But I guess for you, they're not. All my guilty pleasures. I mean, it was hard to not pick UK pop artists. Yeah, something not everyone knows about Erin is that from a very young age, she was on the pulse of UK pop to the mm -hmm. point where we would ask her what she's listening to and she would just rattle off things that we had never heard of. And I'm guessing this was early internet, so you were on some forum finding all of these things, but... It was called Imbuzz. <laughs> Okay, my next one, you were talking earlier about one of the first albums you bought. Yeah. This is the first one I remember buying with money <laughs> where when I wasn't with my parents. So I bought it with money I had. Yeah. It was this album. The song is Savage Garden, I Want You. Oh my God, I almost picked them. That was one of the no. first albums I bought ever too. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> Anytime I need to see a face, I just close my eyes And I am taking two bits for your crystal mind I'm a gentle feeling, take a chapter in the face of my spine Straight like a chicka cherry cola I don't need to try to explain, I just hold on tight And if it happens again, I'ma move so slightly To the arms and the lips and the face of the human Can I fall that I need to, I want to well, Come stand a little bit closer Breathe in and get a bit higher You'll never know what hit you when I get to yeah, it's the first album that I remember buying when I like wasn't with my parents because I was with someone and his mom actually called my mom on the phone to ask if it was okay if I could buy this CD. And I was so incensed that she had to even call about it because I knew I wanted this Savage Garden CD and I had my own money. That's so funny because my story with Savage Garden's first CD is that I asked my dad for it for like my birthday and he was like, is this some kind of rap group or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the name Savage Garden doesn't fit the type of music that they released. No, not really. There's so many hits from this album, but I picked this song because to this day, I still remember every single lyric in this song. Oh, dang. And I've been singing it all week. Look at you. <laughs> Can I say my favorite song from this album? Okay, there were two. Tears of Pearls and Carry On Dancing. Oh, both of those are so good. Tears of Pearls is so good. It's really good. And then Tears of Pearls has great lyrics and it kind of made me mm -hmm. feel edgy too because it's more grown-up sounding <laughs> i loved it that's mine i'm putting it out there this album is gold it is actually a good album you could still listen to it today and it's so good so what is your next one my next one i freaking love this song you tell me if it's a guilty pleasure or not but freaking 
Trap Queen by Fetty Wap. I'm like, hey, what's up, hello? Since you're pretty as soon as you came in the door. I just want to chill, got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money, introduced her to my stove. Showed her how to whip and now she remixing for low. She my Trap Queen, let her hit the bando. We be counting up, watch how far them bands go. We just had a go, talking about your Lambos. I fit the six is it a guilty pleasure? Well, I think it counts as a guilty pleasure for you because not many people know your love for Fetty Wap. I do like Fetty Wap. And I'm going to take this time to do an interpretive reading of the lyrics to Trap Queen. Oh, please. Here's the thing about this Trap Queen. Here's why she's his queen. They're married mm-hmm. to the money. Love it. He introduced her to his stove. And I had to Google because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure which drug, but it's cocaine. <laughs> He introduced her to his stove. He showed her how to whip it. And now she remixes it for low. Wow. That's why she's his trap queen. So it's just really a love story between two entrepreneurs who found a way to increase their profits together through love he found his woman to run his business with him and that's what he loves about her that's beautiful he appreciates her for her business side now watch how far them bands go we just set a goal talking matching lambos how (gasps) cute is that they have matching financial goals Aaron. they've planned out their lives so that they can live them happily together he says i swear i love her how she works that pole hit the strip club we be letting bands go. She dances on the pole and she gives her money to the dancers. Dream woman. She works two jobs and still has time to have fun with this man. You know what? In a world where rap music just sometimes belittles women and just makes them sex objects, <laughs> the fact that he actually went into business with this woman and loves her while she's holding down two jobs, working with him and working independently. On the pole. On the pole. That's amazing. I've never looked at this song that way and now I really love this. It's a great song it's also not my (laughs) usual genre so that's why i picked it for guilty pleasures because for whatever reason i think this song is great but people don't take this song seriously but i think it's an actually great song and they should (laughs) so there you go trap queen by fetty wop it's time for my last submission here we go are you ready erin this is whatever jacob brought me here to tell me tonight everyone so let's go (laughs) i am here to confess that i Enjoy old country songs. I knew it. I said. I swear, if he's brought me here tonight just to tell me he secretly loves country songs, I'm quitting the podcast because, guys. I don't just love old country songs. I love the most dramatic country songs you can imagine. And so to represent that, I have brought one of the most dramatic songs and also a controversial song, Garth Brooks's The Thunder Rolls. And the thunder rolls. The thunder rolls and the lightning strikes. Another love grows cold on a sleepless night as the storm blows all out of control. Deep in her heart, the thunder rolls. It's a story about. A cheating husband who's going back to his wife after he just had sex with another woman. And so he's Hold on, is this Whoa, stop stop it. Is this Garth Brooks wearing a disguise? Yes, I wanted to get into this. Oh my god. 
in the music video, the the man, the the cheating man, is Garth Brooks wearing a fake beard. <laughs> glasses is garth brooks wearing a fake beard and glasses in a suit it looks so funny but in the song he comes home and she realizes by the smell of perfume i'm sure she already realized but it confirms that he was just with another woman she tells him that she knows and he starts getting abusive she runs and goes and gets her gun and she shoots him in the end can i say i remember this music video being on vh1's pop-up video do you remember that amazing show i love pop-up video it's funny that you mentioned seeing it on vh1 because when this came out country stations refuse to play this video i remember and you know what else i know which i learned from pop-up video there's this little girl watching them are you and according to pop-up video they used a fake figure of her on the stairs because they didn't want an actual little girl actress to watch them fake arguing so it's like a dummy Aww. mannequin on the stairs I love that. Well, yeah, when this came out, the song and the video were very controversial because it's representing domestic violence and domestic abuse. So they refused to play it on some radio stations and they refused to play the music video as well. VH1 said, we don't care. Play the music video anyway. And the thing I think not many people realize is there's actually a third verse that's cut out of the single and cut out of the music video. Oh. And it did not appear until he did a live performance album where he sang the third verse. And I think it's one of the best verses. The third verse is... She runs back down the hallway and through the bedroom door. She reaches for the pistol kept in the dresser drawer. Tells the lady in the mirror he won't do this again because tonight will be the last time she'll wonder where he's been. Oh my God. Amazing. Which that's what the video shows. You see it in the music video because they shot this with that verse included and they had to recut the music video to take that verse out so people would play it. I'm sad that lately country music is just the bro country, just the beers trucks and mud stuff because i it's been that way a long it's time it's been that way a long time and i really hate it but i really respect this old form of country music where they were telling these epic stories so yeah i think we need to put more respect on early country that's what i came here to say all right what is your final pick basically when we did creepy love songs i wanted to do escape by enrique iglesias because there's a line well the chorus of that song, he says, you can run, you can hide, but you can't escape my love. Ooh. Ultimately, it didn't make any of the lists because if you listen to the lyrics even further, you find out that he's not talking about chasing her down. He's just saying, you know, even if we break up, you're still going to be thinking about me and things like that. I'm not going to make you love me, but I just think you still will. Mm. So it didn't make the shortlist for creepy love songs, but it did put Enrique Iglesias in my brain. And can I tell you one of the best songs ever was like one of his first hit singles and it was Be With You. Oh, wow. Oh my 
my gosh, what a great song and what a great song to sing at karaoke. He was such a moment. This is a great song. You agree that it's great, right? I agree that it's great. I love how dancey it is. This song is all about the falsetto and the chorus. I'll just say it. Mm -hmm. That's the best part. Do you remember this moment when kind of Latin pop was starting to come to America like in full form? They refer to it as the Latin explosion. Yeah. And they would sing in English, but then they would put in words like vida and amor. And then everyone would feel spicy for knowing those or words. Or just there was a Spanish guitar in the background, like this song. <laughs> yes. What a great pick. So now it's time for the hard work. We have to figure out how we're going to compare these songs in order to make a top five list. I have no idea where to go from this. I'm honestly lost. I forgot we were picking songs that we needed to narrow down. <laughs> you forgot the whole premise of the podcast for a second? I was just having such a good chat with you. <laughs> well, I'm leaning toward we need to judge it based on just how great the song is. So you don't want to go cringiest. Well, the guilt is so personal. Let's uplift these songs maybe some cringe factor plays in of like okay this has historically been a cringy song but let's free it from the guilt okay well i'm just warning you ahead of time i'm gonna fight real hard for avril lavigne you can stay i mean i'm confused why you picked that one because it's actually a legit song but now i remember you want it to be actually good songs so yeah she can stay i think that's a clear stay i'm gonna say it off the cuff i think Enrique Iglesias can go away yeah fine it's a great song i don't want to kick it off but if it's gonna be on a list i don't want it to be on a list of guilty pleasures okay okay i want it to make a list a top five of best latin pop to ever cross over to the u.s right okay. how about that okay so enrique you're out bye bye adios hasta luego the rest of these are really hard to cut i cannot and don't say don't you dare say fetty wop don't you dare i wasn't going to i think a fetty wop is a is a clear stay you know what i'm really cut between is steps better the devil you know and i want you by savage garden i Love your story with Better the Devil You Know. Because we cut Enrique, I would give you I Want You if you wanted to cut I Want You. Bye. Ugh. Adios, I Want You. It does hurt, though. Is Jessica on the chopping block? She's near it, for sure. <laughs> I think it's a great song, though. I think it's a great song, and I love that it's different than Jessica that I have listened to. But it's weaker than Man, I Feel Like a Woman. And it's weaker than Steps Better the Devil You Know as well. Okay, Jessica, you can go. It's just that I wanted everyone to know that Hot Light Fire exists. <laughs> okay, she's done her work. She's done her job here. Yes. Okay, so now the real work begins. We've cut three songs. To me, number one is very clear. Well, I want to put Garth at the bottom. <gasps> no. Is that what you were going to say is number one? Yes. Absolutely not. What? Why bottom? He's the whole reason we're here. Okay, I knew it. I knew there was a reason why you called this episode. No, he can't be number one because I don't put my vote on that. Are we compromising and saying number three? Sure. Down the middle? Just slap him in number three. That's fine. I don't feel good about that. Me either. I can't believe that was going to be your number one. Yes, clearly it was going to be my number one. What's our new number one? We'll have to reevaluate now. Well, I think Better the Devil You Know is a good number five. Yeah, I agree with that. And then number four, maybe should be Trap Queen. I'm on board with number four being Trap Queen. Because I think their relationship is so strong, they could start at number four and then in a year get to number one based on their work ethic. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
Jacob, I think you're going to make top three today. I mean, I brought the goods. Who can beat Avril and Shania? Honestly, the real question is well, which Shania one is number one? Shania needs to be number one. Okay. I was going to say that. Shania, number one. The legend. Truly, the legend in Leopard. We love to see it. Number one. Oh, 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 yeah. weird list for episode five <laughs> guilty pleasures have fun listening to this playlist yeah this is gonna be a great sort of her playlist <laughs> number five better the devil you know by steps number four trap queen by fetty wop number three garth brooks and the thunder rolls number two i'm with you by avril lavigne and number one shania twain man i feel like a woman I feel good. I don't love that Garth is not number one, but... <sighs> I just don't vote on it. I'm sorry. I can agree on number three, but yeah, I'm sorry. That's rough. Oh, did you hear that? That's the chime that lets us know that we have some listener comments that we would like to discuss. Yes. And so this week we have a couple of comments about guilty pleasures and a previous episode. Our first listener comment, I'm going to try and see if we can get from the listener themselves. Oh, okay. Hey, Erin. Hey, you're on the air. You want to tell us about your favorite song by Mariah Carey? Okay. What do you love about it? Uh, I love the lyric, and it's so poppy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just like a feel-good song. Right. So you're talking about "We Belong Together" by Mariah, right? <laughs> yes. I'm with him. I'm 100% with him. <laughs> it's such a good song. Such a good song. Okay. Well, I'll call you back in a little bit. Okay. 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 All right. Bye. Bye. So let me just insert a clip. I need to inform everyone why this song is a guilty pleasure. My boyfriend, Raphael, he loves like indie rock and alternative. <laughs> and so the one song that he could think of that is a little bit embarrassing that he loves, We Belong Together by Mariah. Such a classic, oh right? Oh my god, just a hit. So good. Here's the thing about this song. It's a great karaoke song, not for the fact that anyone can sing it. No one's going to sing this properly at karaoke, right? Mm -hmm. But everyone knows it and everyone can just scream at it. And it's so much fun. Well, he loves it too. This is like his one pop song confession, I think. It's a good one to have if you're going to have one. <laughs> It's a really good song. This is a good one to have, I think. So that's his submission. And then I have a submission for him. He started to mention it to me when I asked him. And then he immediately took it back. Like, never mind. I don't feel guilty about that song. I love that song. <laughs> but we both like to do karaoke together. And one time he picked the song Breathless by The Course.
But amazing song, right? This feels like such a niche song to pick. Well, it was popular when it came out. Such a great song. I can attest to the fact personally that it's a really good karaoke song. But (laughs) again, if you knew my boyfriend's taste in music, wouldn't picture him picking this at karaoke. But he did. It's so funny. So there you go. Those are Raphael's submissions. Well, thank you, Raphael. Our next submission comes from Twitter about our last normal episode, Creepy Love Songs. It is from the amazing Eliza Day, who is a co-host of the This Is Disco podcast, who I'm a huge fan of. Great podcast. Their whole podcast is just talking about Danny and Kylie Minogue. And even if you just know how to spell those names, you should go listen to it because it's just great content. Anyway, Eliza sent a song that makes a lot of sense with her name. For a creepy love song, she mentioned Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds featuring Kylie Minogue, Where the Wild Roses Grow. They call me the wild road But my name was Eliza Day Why they call me it I do not know For my name was Eliza Day Amazing song and perfect pick for creepy love songs Perfect I can't believe I didn't remember this one It tells the old classic story of a woman named Eliza Day and to cut it short a man falls in love with her and then kills her down by the river where the roses grow it's a very creepy song also a little bit beautiful it was the perfect category for that episode watching this video and seeing Kylie look like this is so jarring to me though because I've only ever known pop Kylie known pop Kylie (laughs) I've only ever known you know blonde soft makeup Kylie and you've never really known her indie phase which is what this was right I de- I've never explored this which makes me want to can I just say Eliza okay so they're in Australia who is on lockdown right now but she was just giving an anecdote about being in lockdown and drinking Kylie Minogue brand wine which uh-huh. I'm so jealous of and getting a migraine and crying for personal reasons and can I just tell you Eliza I related to that on such a personal level it was like you were telling my autobiography <laughs> <laughs> I mean so relatable great podcast and great Great submission. Except for both of us just texted each other the other day. How in the world can we get Kylie wine? Yeah. And I already commented to both Eliza Day and Adam Eve, who are the host of This Is Disco podcast. I'm so envious of the fact that you guys have access to the Kylie wine in Australia. Mm-hmm. And Eliza replied back and said, well, if it's any consolation, we don't get the full line here. And I said, what? no. <laughs> also, not no, it doesn't help. any consolation. <laughs> It doesn't help. If you can get one single flavor of Kylie <laughs> where you are, I'm envious. <laughs> well, thank you both for telling us your songs. Yeah, thank you guys so much for your submission. And again, just like I said in the previous episode, if you're listening to this and you are not related to us by blood, thank you so much. <laughs> and Jacob, real. I just want to tell you, my mom 
is our biggest fan. And I'm not I even saying that. that just to be funny. My mom adores our podcast. She listens to it more than once. She always calls me right after to tell me how much she loved it Aww. and how good it was and how big we're going to be someday, which is <laughs> so sweet. I love your mom so much. I do too. She's just so <laughs> sweet. So I guess it's that time. Yeah. Do you have another topic ready? Yes. It's my turn to present the next topic. And I've been holding this one in for a few weeks. I didn't want to just start off with my best topic idea. So I've saved it for now. Mm -hmm. And next week's topic is going to be... Best of Dark Child. <gasps> no! Oh, this is going to be so difficult. Best of the best. Oh, my It's going to be so much fun. For anyone listening who doesn't know, can you give a rundown? Dark Child. I mean, what can we say about Dark Child between late 90s and supposedly today? Although I don't really know what he's up to today. But mm -hmm. late 90s to mid 2000s, he was like the leader in producing pop songs. And he had a signature sound. Yeah, you've heard it. Everyone's heard it. And his other signature was that in all of his songs, the artist had to say Dark Child in the beginning of the song. Mm -hmm. And that's how you really knew about it. His songs were super freaking popular at that time. Hitmaker. He was a hitmaker of the time. He was a hitmaker of the time. And I think this is going to be a really interesting episode because Ooh, there's going to be some big names on this episode. Are we going to pick? Exactly. Can I tell you one more thing that mm -hmm. I noticed while I was editing episode four, Creepy Love Songs? That was the first episode where I finally correctly knew our socials and didn't need help. I'm so proud of you. It uh, only took four episodes. Four episodes. So our socials, actually, they're really easy to remember. <laughs> We're at Hits Don't Lie Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Our email address is hitsdontliepod at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And that's everything. And that's everything. If you have any song recommendations for our upcoming topic or a previous topic, please either email us or or hit us up on their Twitter or Instagram and let us know. We would love to hear it. Also, if you're listening on a platform that does ratings, such as Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate if you dropped us a little five stars. And if you write a comment with your review, maybe we'll read it in the next episode. Yes, leave us five stars, please. It helps us so much. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for listening tonight, really. Yeah, we hope this um, ending of guilty pleasures around the world for all of humanity was impactful. And go out and spread the message. We're no longer feeling guilty about the music we love. We are celebrating it. Thank you, Jay. Jacob, thank you for bestowing <laughs> us all with that gift. It's my we gift to humanity. It. You're welcome. Okay, bye. Bye. Bam, bam, You know the song? You cut it off, right? Nope. So I forgot to say something. Yeah. Do you have a mole story to share? I just remembered that at the beginning of this recording, I was like, I'm Googling celebrity mole removal. So I'll explain it later. And then I never did. <laughs> <laughs> but in case people haven't guessed, it was Enrique Iglesias. He removed his mole like 20 years ago. So oh. there you go. Yeah, remember the mole? I do remember the mole. I never knew that it got removed, honestly. That's what he said, according to his own quotes. His own friends didn't even notice his mole was gone. So. <laughs>
<laughs> so was it worth it, Enrique? Was it worth it? Well, hold on, because his doctor said it could potentially be cancerous. Okay, so it was yes. worth it. Enrique, it was worth it. But I don't know of any other celebrities that had their mole removed. So somebody else can at us if they found out. <laughs> Which celebrity did you think she was talking about at the top of the episode? Hey, hey hold on. I'm sorry. I'm adding a recording at the end. Can I call you right back? I forgot oh. to talk about celebrity moles. We were talking about Enrique Iglesias, so. Oh, okay. You know, he had a mole, too. right? Yeah, I have a mole, too. Oh, okay. Well, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> so that's it. That's the, that's the anecdote I wanted to share, everyone. I love it. <laughs> bye. 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 <laughs>